Good morning. Happy fifth Sunday. Fifth Sunday. So that's why I'm up here. I hope you're doing well. Um, I've enjoyed this morning already. Pastor Chad, I was a little nervous about getting into Gideon. I'm just going to mention him. So that was cool. I do love that story, Gideon's account in the Bible. It's so cool. Especially the end of it. It's really, uh, it's pretty, pretty profound, pretty cool. So check that out if you want to. Um, this morning, why don't we just get right into prayer, go before the Lord and just uh, seek some help. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the opportunity to gather around and to hear your word, Lord. We just thank you for your word. Your word will never pass away. Your word is amazing, Lord. It's your will to us. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just give us revelation this morning, that you would give us ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to receive the truth that's coming forth this morning. Thank you for your help, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, usually when I'm getting into uh, a message or God speaks something to me, usually there's some sort of reason. I'm going through something. There's a test involved. Well, lo and behold, here we go. Rest in peace. We're going to talk about peace today. Uh, and this is a quirky little short testimony, I hope. But yesterday, I had to work yesterday. So I work in manufacturing. I think I've shared, shared that already. But So I get in. First thing I do, plug in. AirPods go in the ears until I leave. I don't have to talk to anybody if I'm lucky. Do I say it like that? Just kidding. <laughs> no, but I get. I have an. You know, I have the, uh, the the luxury, I guess, if you will. I don't know, freedom to you know listen to whatever I want to. Usually, it involves lots of podcasts and things of that nature. Um, whatever it could be. Well, I get to get to work. I go to open my backpack that I carry in every single day. That I reach in and grab that. Little, I have a little case that my AirPods are in every single day, and it wasn't there. And I probably said it. If I ever got to work and didn't see those in there, I would go back home. That's like, that's how bad it is, or good it is. I don't know. So I didn't have that, and I'm like, you know what? Okay, here's an opportunity. My piece was being tested. I'm like, so now I have to. And this sounds, I know that you can't, none of you can relate to this, I'm sure. But this is my little world, okay? I'm just sharing. So that was a, te- that was a peace test for me. I'm like, am I going to come unglued here just because I don't have something to listen to? So anyways, I found some earplugs and plugged them in. And you can hear yourself humming really well when you got earplugs in. So I was doing a little humming. But, uh, but uh, thank God it all came together. I was I was detective doing some detective work. I found these AirPods. They're in the they were turned. I left them on a picnic table outside the day prior at work. Somebody turned them in. Said I found these at five o'clock. I'm like praise the Lord. God's like hey you passed the test you can have your AirPods back. <laughs> That's kind of the way I felt. So yeah so I didn't come unglued and I didn't get all whiny. I just did my job and there we go. So. That was one thing. And then last week, this was, I didn't realize it was kind of a test while I was going through it, but last week I was, 
I was asked to um, officiate a, a funeral for a, a good friend's um, mom. So I had the week prior, I just had all week, I was just, I was just really feeling um, led in a direction and uh, just after I was asked to do it, um, which was a, kind of a test in the, just being asked to do it, you know, that's not, I don't know if you know this, but doing funerals isn't fun. It's not the funnest thing you can do, but um, but it was an honor and a privilege, and I was, I was, it was one of the greatest honors of my life, but so far. But, you know, so all week, I'm preparing for it, I'm taking notes, thinking about it, and just following the leading of the Holy Spirit, and it's really just, it's, it was a great week just kind of uh, going through that process. And then the closer I got to that moment, I had this like mental pressure. Like I started, like, you know, the, me as a person, you know, we all have our weaknesses, right? So you start questioning some things, you know, and I battle with the people pleasing and I don't want, I don't know, just like man pleasing versus God pleasing. I think we always have, I think all of us struggle with that at some level, you know, but I've been determined to to walk as a God pleaser and to combat that head on any you know form of people pleasing that I've ever you know given into. So as we're coming close to this moment, those things start rising up in my thinking and my emotions. Okay, and I I had to you know you fight thoughts with words. We've, we've learned that here before. So I started out loud, you know, to myself, out loud, like refusing anxiety, pressure, stress, people-pleasing, whatever it was, believing that everything that had been laid on my heart that week that I had typed into my notepad on my phone, that that was God's will and God's um, direction for me to share in this, in this funeral. So... There was a lot of that, and I got past that, and um, I just, you know, really kept a mind of, um, in, a, in a mind of, uh, mind state of worship, and just thanking Holy Spirit for helping me. This, by the way, the story is going way too long, but anyway, so I get into that, and I end up uh, arriving on, on the morning. It was actually after church last week, but I get there, and another, and something's kind of thrown in my way in my direction of something to add to what I already have laid out. And, um, and you want to talk about an emotional, almost an emotional breakdown. <laughs> like, I was like, I just kept straight face. I'm like, I am here to serve. I'm here to honor this family. I don't care what has been just thrown my way. Holy Spirit, help. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where I can get thrown off kilter pretty quick, like mentally, um, especially if I know I already have something established and I'm going away. So, all in all, it was awesome, and it turned out great, and um, I was able to really preach the gospel, um, like Holy Spirit had really laid on my heart, and I had a lot of affirmation. Um, afterward from a lot of people, but God is just so good and just to look back and to see all of those moments of opportunity to not yield to peace in those situations and to refuse anxiety and worry and all the stresses that 
you know, I was facing, and, and we all have our own different things, but um, there was a lot of opportunity for my peace to be stolen. And um, it was just one of those things that's great to look back and think, I'm glad I didn't allow that to take my peace, that, you know, whatever it was. Um, Romans 10, 15 says, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. And so I guess I have beautiful feet because <laughs> I preached the gospel, but I, I preached it in a way that Holy Spirit was just, it was amazing. I've shared with, with different people. But um, this is just a testimony of God's goodness. This isn't, hey, I did a great job. You should, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a testimony of how good God is. And just um, walking in the obedience, I believe he was calling me to walk in. And, um, but as I stepped into the actual message portion, I just had this flood of grace overcome me. And it was just a smooth, like, release of, it was, it was almost like I was beside myself. Like, this wasn't real, this is definitely not, not me. Like, this is some supernatural empowerment. And it was just a taste of God's goodness and grace in that moment. But, um, he's good. And then, I just want to encourage you in that. If there's something that you allow to steal your peace or you face in your life, like just do it, you know, whether it's doing it afraid or doing it just resisting the enemy. Because the enemy, I mean, I talked to Pastor Chad just prior to this, this funeral, and he's like, it's just, you know, he reminded me that's the devil trying to basically steal what God's given you in your heart. You know, he wants to steal that word. He, he really, I mean, the word was being sown in my heart all week. And um, he wanted to steal that out and discourage me and, and really steal from that opportunity to um, declare the goodness of God and the grace of God and the gospel of, of Jesus Christ to that, those folks. So I just look back and thank God for that. But um, those are just two little testimonies. Um, one's a little, you know, goofy, but um, God is good and he is faithful um, when we put our dependence on him. And, and I, I can't say enough about how dependent we need to be on on his grace uh, to get us through so all right like i said that was way too long um so we'll get right into this um there's a lot there's a lot of uh, scripture today so you're going to feel like you read the whole bible again that's uh it happens to me sometimes but so jehovah shalom this is our god god our peace this is the part of, of the gideon story uh, i was going to share nothing nothing major but in judges 6 24 Gideon built an altar to the Lord, and um, and he 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 called it the Lord is this altar was the Lord is peace, Jehovah Shalom, and that's who our God is, and we know the names of God. I think we sing about a reference to how many names God has, and we you know everybody's kind of familiar with Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace, and Jehovah Jireh, right, our provider. Uh, we learned about His provision this morning. And uh, Jehovah Sidkenu, um, hard to pronounce at first when you see it, but he is our righteousness. And those are just a few of his names. But we're going to learn about today Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah our peace, God our peace. He is our peace. He's so many things. He is love. He is good. And he is peace. He is the source of our peace. And we're going to get right into that and learn about that through uh, Scripture. We're going to kind of see him as our peace, and then we're going to learn about how to walk in that peace in our own lives this morning. So um, let's see how he thinks uh, 
first. Let's see how he thinks. In Jeremiah 29.11, we all know this scripture, I think. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. So his thoughts toward us are thoughts of peace. They're not thoughts of, of anger. They're not thoughts of condemnation. They're thoughts of peace. In Psalm 139, 17 and 18, says, How precious are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. So his thoughts outnumber the sand. I think the, the implication there is of the earth. So his thoughts, all of these thoughts are of peace toward you. Are of peace. Can you, can you believe that? That he has that many thoughts and they all involve peaceful thoughts toward you. Um, the expected end in this chapter, I, I, was, I, I thought right away of verse 16 in, in this Psalm 139 I just read. Uh, verse 16 um, talks about the book written about you. And it's God's, how many know it's God's will is in that, those books in heaven about us? It's God's will. And I believe that those, that book has an expected end for us, which is a good end. Um, so Because it involves his thoughts of peace toward us. And uh, that is very, very good news. Um, let's go to um, learn about our citizen, citizenship. Do you know that you're dual citizenship? Do you have dual citizenship? We do. Colossians 1.13 says, For he has rescued us. Yes, we need rescuing. From the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Or some translations say into the kingdom of the son of his love. So we have been rescued from Satan's kingdom, Satan's rule and reign, into and transferred into the kingdom of his dear son or the son of his love. Romans 14, 17, this kingdom, this is what this kingdom looks like. It looks like righteousness, it looks like peace, and it looks like joy. And I started thinking about righteousness. If you get a revelation of your right standing with God, Holy Spirit giving you that revelation, it will lead you into a place of peace. It will lead you, lead you into a place of joy. When you realize, apart from your own works, apart from your own doing, you have right standing with God through the accomplished work of Jesus at the cross. And if you let that be a preeminent thought in your mind, you will naturally get have peace overwhelm you and joy overwhelm you. Because it's a revelation of God's grace. That you, you are made righteous without you doing anything. You've just received that, right? You've received that. So this is the kingdom that we've been translated into. The kingdom, and we're focusing on peace this morning. It's a peaceful kingdom. Because guess who reigns there? The Prince of Peace. Christ Jesus. He is our Prince of Peace. Let's go to the Gospel of John and hear what Jesus has to say about peace. John 16.33 says, And everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest 
in me. For in this unbelieving world you will experience trouble and sorrows. But you must be courageous, for I have over or sorry, I have conquered the world. I have conquered the world. And many translations, you'll know rather than trouble and sorrows, you hear the word tribulation. We all tribulate once in a while in this life, right? Um, we're promised that it's not a big bowl of cherries and uh, waiting for Jesus to come back. But no, we're, we're going to go through some stuff. And why else do you think He equips us with these fruit of the Spirit like peace? It's to walk through that victoriously. Um, he says for us, be courageous. I've overcome the world. You're a world overcomer in me now. Um, only in Jesus. And I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but only in Jesus can we experience true peace and true rest. It can only be found in Him. In Mark 4, remember that story, Mark 4, it's 35-41, through 41, where Jesus tells His disciples, let's go to the other side in the boat, right? Jesus napped. After He said that, it's a done deal, let's do it. I'm going to take a nap. Well, then, then He was woken up so rudely by His disciples. Don't you love us? Don't you care about us? We're going to die. You're just going to let us die. No, that's, that's ridiculous, right? So Jesus released, in this account, the peace that was in Him, He released into this storm. Because He spoke, right? Peace, be still. And everything calmed down. But He had peace in Him that He released from him. He had authority over that storm that was trying to steal, kill, and destroy, really. But he had authority over that. And uh, he showed, he modeled, and he was basically showing them this is the authority you have in my name. You have this peace. And uh, he, he was reminding them that everything that he's been teaching them so that they would have peace, they would walk in that peace. So Jesus released that peace, and that was an awesome account. And again, it shows us he's our, he's our example of how he wants us to walk in this life, right? As he is, so are we in this world. The works that he did, greater works than these will we do because he goes to the Father. So these are just reminders. In Galatians 5, you know, the end of Galatians 5 lists the fruit of the Spirit, right? And again, like I just said, Peace is part of that fruit of the Spirit. So when we're born again, we have a sin nature, right? And you naturally sin. You have a sin nature in you. You want to do your own thing. So, But when we're born again, we receive a brand new nature. And that nature looks like those fruit of the Spirit, right? The nine fruit of the Spirit. Love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And again, we're focusing on, on peace. Peace is our part of our new nature. Whether you experience that or not, it is part of your new nature. And we have the ability to actually walk in that. Um, and that's exciting. So if you see it in the Word, and it's talking about you, it's for you to walk in. If you see Jesus doing it, that's for you to do. Right? Because he, he's, again, our example, our perfect model of, of the victory that we can walk in in our life. And I know we're all at different 
parts in our journey, but these reminders should be encouraging to us um, as we see this, this truth. So let's look at how we walk in peace, how we should be walking. So peace of mind, um, if you didn't learn this from Joyce Meyer, I don't know who you learned it from, but Battlefield of the Mind, right? You know, Everybody know that book? That's, one, that's Christian 101. Battlefield of the Mind. You've got to read that if you haven't. But um, the mind is where that battle rages, right? The enemy, he has what? His weapon is lies, right? He lies to us. He wants to deceive us, and that's where the big battle is in the mind. And Isaiah 26, 3 um, says, You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So part of walking in peace especially when you're facing something that can throw you off and the enemy knows all the tricks, right? He knows, he knows what our weaknesses are. He knows how to trip us up, right? So when we're walking through that, that's a great opportunity to choose to keep our minds stayed on the source of peace. That is our loving Heavenly Father. So and God promises that He'll keep us in perfect peace when our mind is stayed on Him. What does that mean? It could mean meditating on a, a verse of Scripture that will help you anchor you uh, to go through whatever storm you might be going through or, or whatever that is. Um, just keeping that fresh in your mind, if you have to read it out loud yourself, whatever you do to encourage yourself in the Lord, Right, David encouraged himself in the Lord when he was at his lowest point, and that's that's encouraging to me because I've never been at that low point when that scripture was talked about. But we have to a lot of times encourage ourselves in the Lord, and whatever that takes. Again, meditating on truth uh, related to your situation, whether your be your physical attacks against your body, financial, whatever, whatever that is. So, in Romans eight six. It says, that for to be carnally minded is death, uh, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And the Amplified, that carnal mindedness, says the mind of the flesh, so which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit. Well, we're not without the Holy Spirit, thank God. Right? We, have, we just learned about how to partner with Holy Spirit. And uh, so that's a great series. If you want to go back and check that out, it's available. But that's the mind of the flesh. It's sense and reason, leaning on our sense and reason without Holy Spirit. And this verse says, it'll, it'll lead us to death. Well, that doesn't sound good. And the, the, the Passion Translation says, um, the mind, the mindset controlled by the Spirit when it speaks of being spiritually minded. Being spiritually minded is having a mindset controlled by Holy Spirit. So a mindset, a spiritually minded person is one who wants to train their mind, to renew their mind, to think the way God thinks about them, about a situation. You think the way God thinks. And that's that's being spiritually minded. That's about the simplest I can put it, is to, you might have a way of thinking that you've grown up with or whatever, but how does God, what does God think about this situation? What does God think about my marriage? What does God think about my finances? 
What does he think about anything? Fill in the blank. And that's being spiritually minded, is seeking his wisdom, not your own flesh, not your own emotions, not how you feel. Um, and that, that is, we've all gotten in trouble, right? Being, being uh, carnally minded, right? But that's just, that's a choice that we all have. So spiritually minded is thinking in line with God's word. Psalm 119, 165 in the Passion Translation says, there is such a great peace and well-being that comes to the lovers of your word and they will never be offended. Some translations say nothing causes them to stumble. That sounds a little too good to be true. Nothing causes them to stumble. There's such a great peace and well-being that comes to the lovers of your word. And, and the more you feed on his word, the more you feed on his promises, the more you feed on the finished work of Jesus, the more you fall in love with him. The more hungry you become for more of him. And he is never-ending. He is a, it's bottomless. You know, he, he, we're going to be finding out about this. He, we're never going to reach the bottom of God throughout all of eternity. It's just going to be from glory to glory, more and more revelation of His glory. Isn't that hard to fathom? That's just. I'm excited. I got all the time in the world and outside of the world. But um, that is, He's a big, big God, and uh, and He wants us to walk in victory. So let's go to the Gospel of Matthew now. The Gospel of Matthew. Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29. says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. So the Lord's desire is that we find rest for our soul. What is our soul, right? We know our soul is our, our mind, our will, and our emotion. We can forget to fully surrender just in our daily lives and we start entering right back into the struggle. We enter right back into self-effort. We enter right back into our own effort. We lean on our own strength, right? We don't lean on God. We should be leaning on God 100% of the time, but no, we, we like to do things our own way sometimes. I definitely know I do. And, um, but He's calling us to come to Him. And to uh, and, and stop your labor, stop leaning on your own strength. And I mean, this is uh, uh, the first time I heard this taught. Pastor Chad taught it was just about stepping outside of that. The law, the law is what demands from you. The law wants you to jump through these hoops. The law demands that you earn all these brownie points. The law demands that you do all these things, check off all these boxes, and then at the end of it. It amounts to nothing. You've accomplished absolutely nothing but just wearisome, tired you at the end of it. And He wants us, He's calling us to rest, to, to partner with Him. Amen? And uh, this rest in the end is, is for our souls, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And we can get so wore out in those areas, in that arena of our mind. And uh, I definitely know that, uh, that I can. So let's go 
back to the Gospel of John. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. This is Jesus talking. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. So, one way to let not, right? He's saying let not. So, we're the ones that either let or don't let, right? So, he's saying let not your heart be troubled. So, one way to do this, the first verse that popped in my head after this was the verse in Proverbs that talks about guarding your heart. Verse, or sorry, chapter 4, verse 23 in Proverbs says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So, whatever's in your heart, here's a little side teaching. So, whatever's in your heart, it comes through your ear gates and your eye gates, and then whatever you're intaking builds up in your heart. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks, right? You're speaking life and death are in the power of the tongue. Ta-da! You've just spoken your life, whatever it is, in existence. You've, you've spoken that out. You've created whatever your life looks like because you've been taking in things through your eyes and ears into your heart, and then your mouth speaks it. And then it's either death or life. And then you get to eat it. Death or life. Whoa. So there's a little mini teaching um, for you. But that's, that's a very important thing is to, to guard our heart. And he's letting us say, or he's directing us, let not your heart be troubled. So if you're letting your heart be troubled by what you're taking in, start taking notice of what you're taking in. If it's leading you to trouble. I've had to cut a lot of things out of my life lately, I go through ebbs and flows and seasons, like, oh, I can take some of this, and then it gets to be too much, and I find myself becoming maybe emotionally distraught or something, and I'm like, you know what? This isn't doing my heart any good. Let's just chill for a little bit. Whatever that is, we have to be very aware of what's going on. So um, a revelation of God's love will eradicate fear. In the end of this, it says, neither let it be afraid. Don't let your heart be afraid. When we realize, by revelation of the Holy Spirit, how much we are loved, fear is, will be eradicated. And in 1 John 4.18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And as you find out more and more how crazy in love God is with you, whatever fear is trying to steal from your peace, will start being eradicated in your life. It's just going to pour out. It's kind of like a glass of water, and it's dirty. And if you just keep pouring in there fresh, pure, clean water, eventually it's going to all be fresh, clean, pure water, right? So just meditating on the love of God will wash away whatever that, maybe that fear is what's dirtying up that water in that illustration. But um, find out, meditate on God's love for you. Um, let's go to Colossians and see how important it is to let peace call the shots in our life. So Colossians 3.15, this is the Amplified, so it's a little wordy, but hold tight. So it says, and let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule or act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds. 
in that peaceful state to which, as members of Christ's one body, you were also called to live. And be thankful or appreciative, giving praise to God always. So let peace rule. We are to yield all the fruit of the Spirit in the end of Galatians 5. We're to yield to that fruit. We're to yield and, and, and allow that to um, produce in our life. And you can do that a lot of times. I'll verbally say that. Like just walking or before I, after I get up and I'm walking out to my uh, day of work or whatever, just like, one, I've been making it a practice going through partnering with the Holy Spirit saying, Lord, make me a blessing to others today. And also, I choose to yield to peace today. I choose to yield to kindness today. I'm not trying to create rules for you to follow here. I'm just trying to encourage you like you can choose to yield to that. And then there's going to be those moments where you can really choose to yield to that. There'll be the little fork in the road. Do I want to come unglued or do I want to yield to peace? So we can yield to those fruit of the Spirit in us. And, and cultivating gratitude in our hearts is a huge, huge part of this. Um, it's a big key to walking in peace. Because the more grateful we are, if you're constantly looking at what you don't have, or maybe comparing yourself to somebody else and what they have and you don't have, or whatever the, the case may be, the more gratitude you start cultivating in your heart, the more peace you'll be walking in. Because you're not going to be worried about what you don't have. You're not going to be looking at what others have you don't or, or whatever the case may be. But that's a huge part, I believe, of walking in that peace that He desires us to walk in is just having a heart of gratitude and gratefulness and giving praise to Him. Mark reminded us, you know, it's always good to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and you can do that to yourself. You can encourage yourself in the Lord in the car. If you're a bad singer, that's a great place to do it. I do it. <laughs> but and you can encourage yourself in the Lord and begin to worship and, and praise Him in thankfulness. And to, to just build up that, that, uh, that uh, expectation of, uh, of God's goodness in your life. If you're thankful for what you have, you're going to be, you're going to, I believe you're going to receive more to be thankful for when you have that kind of an attitude. So, um, or at least your eyes are going to be open to be able to see more that you have to be thankful for. So let's, um, let's bring this into a close, coming in for a landing here. Um, we're going to go to the book of Philippians. So Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Um, apparently this is in the New Living Translation. This is my favorite version of this. Um, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And just the opening of this verse, I mean, it's kind of like, are you serious? Don't worry about anything? All right. So again, it comes back to a choice, but pray about everything. A lot of times I don't know how to pray about everything or anything. So guess what? We get to partner with Holy Spirit and pray in another tongue. Pray in, pray in the Spirit, because we pray out mysteries, right? 
And we pray the perfect will of God over a situation. And 99% of the time, I'm hitting it in tongues before it's all over with. And usually it's right away because um, I don't have full, maybe full understanding. We don't have full comprehension of the situation, how we should pray. We, we ask for wisdom, right? He says he gives wisdom liberally, but also um, we are praying out the wisdom of God, I believe, when we pray in other tongues, when we pray in the Spirit. And that's such a great benefit. Isaiah 28, 11, 12 um, speaks about this way back then. It says, For with stammering lips and another tongue he will speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest. So praying in tongues will be the rest, with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. And this scripture in Isaiah is actually referenced in 1 Corinthians 14 that talks about praying in other tongues and prophesying. So that is another means to walk in peace and rest is praying in the Spirit. Believe it or not. That's what it says right here. I believe it more than if you agree, disagree. I'm going to go with this. I'm going with God. So that is really neat. And I know yesterday, you know, one of the little goofy story I told in the beginning about my AirPods. So I prayed in the Spirit, believing that it was going to give me rest and peace. I was literally, I was alone for two hours the first part of the day at work. So I get to do whatever I want as far as praying and not being interrupted or whatever. But, and I put a little music on a little speaker. But, um, but God is good. And that's, that's one way you can enter into rest and peace is praying in the Spirit. So you're welcome. You didn't know that. Um, finally, let's go to, um, we're going to go to chapter 8 on this. We're going to follow this up right here. Philippians 4, 8. So, uh, on how to think. If you don't know how to think, we're going to learn right now how we should be thinking. So, Philippians 4, 8. We've probably heard this in one version or another. Um, can't say what this one is. It might be the New King James. But it says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Or meditate, again, it's chewing like the cud, the, the cow chewing the cud, just meditating, going over and over in your mind, muttering it. But Keith Moore, I was listening to I've got to give him a little credit for this going down this vein. Um, but he was he had a teaching, um, and it involved peace. It involved walking in peace. And I think his was something to do with being overwhelmed or something. But um, he had a great illustration of this verse and how we can walk in it. Um, you definitely have to ask Holy Spirit to help you on this for sure. But he said... Based on this list of things that we are to um, think on and meditate on, treat it like, you know, I've only seen it on TV, but like when somebody's getting into a VIP club or something and they're looking for your name on the list, and if your name's not on the list, you ain't getting in. Well, he said, let these things be like that guy at the door checking. Let's see, is your name on the list? 
Well, you can't you can't get in here. You can't get into this this mind. You're gonna have to go away, find some place else. So if you have if those thoughts that are opposed to this list of things we're supposed to think on, they're not allowed to come in to your mind. They're not allowed to be meditated on. Whether it's worry, anxiety, fear, discouragement, condemnation. Oh, sorry. No, you guys aren't on the list. You're going to have to go. I'm not sure what you're looking for, but this is the wrong place. So I thought that was a great illustration. Um, But again, we're going to have to ask Holy Spirit to help us do that, right? Sometimes you can get lost in thought, and then you're like, whoa, what am I thinking? But but Holy Spirit is more than happy to, to help us and to teach us to walk in that. So... Um, there you go. Let's that be a challenge to all of us. So, um, and it goes. It all goes back to guarding our hearts, um, like we saw in verse seven of this. Um, we see that his peace. It says in verse seven that we just read previous that his peace will actually guard our hearts and minds as we live in Christ Jesus. So, as we walk in Christ, as we live in Christ. In him we live and move and have our being, the word says, right? So as we walk in him, his peace will actually help guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So you have help. You have help. Obviously, Holy Spirit is our helper. Um, so that is also encouraging. So as I said, we're gonna we're, we're closing up here. Um, but living a life yielded to peace it doesn't involve fear and condemnation and torment and worry or anxiety. Doesn't that sound great to avoid all that stuff? But it's not an automatic thing. We have a, a part to play, right? He has given us everything by His grace. The way of, this way of life works what? From the inside out, right? We see through the Gospels. We see in Jesus' life how I know, I know Jesus walked in peace. He didn't allow people to disturb him, whether it was the religious leaders that are always trying to pin him into a corner, right? He didn't allow even friends to pressure him and to knock him off course. Like, you know, when Lazarus died and his, like, he waited like four more days or something. Or three more days. So he was doing what he saw his father do. You know, he wasn't anxious. He didn't allow anxiety and worry and fear to, to control him and to push him, but he followed peace. And that's just what we follow is peace. And, and um, it works from the inside out. So really when you break it down, external circumstances, whatever ours are, in reality, I know it's a big statement, but they shouldn't be able to steal our peace because our peace comes from the inside out. And the enemy can't steal what God's put in us, what, what his nature is in us. And, and grace has made this peace available. And again, whatever God has made available by grace, we what? We have to walk it out by faith, right? This isn't anything different from all of the other um, things that Jesus accomplished for us at the cross. So we have peace by the grace of God in our spirit. And by faith, we walk that out, believing that we can walk that out victoriously. And uh, I believe it. So, uh, but we have to, like I just said a few minutes ago, 
You have to. It is a must to partner with Holy Spirit in walking out a life of peace. Jesus was led by the Spirit, right? Even when he was in the, he was led into the wilderness, like right off the bat. You know, 40, 40 days of fasting. I mean, he he defeated the devil in a worse situation, in the most horrible situation. When you compare, he's the last Adam, the second Adam, and Adam and Eve, they were in the best situation. <laughs> and Jesus knocked his teeth out with the word. In the worst situation, I, I mean, I don't know, I've never gone 40 days without eating, but I'd be a little weak. So, but, uh, but Jesus did it for us. And, uh, and his peace was not disturbed. And uh, he leaned on Holy Spirit. And, uh, and that's what we need to do in our life, right? Is to walk uh, leaning on Holy Spirit. So, like I said before, I, I do simple things. I talk about some, this is simple truth, right? But it's at the same time, it's very, very profound. And um, and if we see it in the Word, it's for us. If I see this in the Word, it's for me. And I can walk this out. And, and you know, I always say when we're talking, when I talk about the fruit of the Spirit, which seems like a lot, I went through a whole study on this, so it's kind of like in me. Um, so it's very up in the forefront of my thinking. But um, the fruit of the Spirit are to be born out of us be produced in our lives so others can taste and see that the Lord is good. Um, that's just the way I see it, right? Because uh, God is good. And people will see God as good through our lives as we walk in His goodness, as we walk and that fruit is produced in our lives. And that's really what my heart is. I want to produce that fruit in my life. And we all want to see that. So um, I don't want to get too rambly, <laughs> but... Um, I hope this was encouraging, and I'm sure you know if you're if you're going through stuff right now, we're we're gonna I'll be available to to pray. We'll close in prayer, and um, be dismissed, and we'll have well actually we'll have one more worship song. But um, we're here to pray with you, and uh, if if the enemy is really attacking you and trying to steal your peace, um, that's what brothers and sisters are for. We're gonna come alongside and and um, and and pray with you, and uh, stand with you, and um, encourage you in the Lord, but uh, be encouraged that greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. And he that is in you is Prince of Peace. we got the Spirit of Peace. We have peace. God is the God of peace. We're surrounded by peace. <laughs> I pray that this atmosphere today would be filled with peace. So, um, so that's all. So let's cl- close in prayer. To a message from Karis New Testament Church. For more information or to contact us, go to www.karisntc.org. And remember, you are deeply loved.